Well, hello there, and welcome to my Almost Midlife Crisis, the show that dives into that tricky time in our lives when we're no longer young, but hey, we aren't old yet either. I'm your host, Jennifer Villamel. At 38 weeks pregnant these days, it seems like sometimes it feels like I'm just biding time until I can finally meet our little girl. Throughout the pregnancy, I have spent more time on pregnancy and mom groups, blogs, podcasts, you name it. It's a whole new world and social connections that I'm, to be honest, still kind of getting used to. And sometimes it's been kind of shocking to me. (laughs) So in today's episode, we're going to have some fun talking about these mom or mom-to-be conversations happening online. So whether you're pregnant, a mom, or you just want to laugh, then this one's for you. Let's dive in. When I became pregnant, I quickly learned how just lonely this process can be, especially at the beginning when you aren't telling folks yet and you're struggling with nausea and fatigue and you're just trying to like survive on the couch, right? So early on, I started to look into ways that I could connect with other pregnant people and moms and I turned to the internet. I joined a couple different Facebook groups and the app Peanuts, which I'm sure you've seen because they've been doing a lot of advertising, right? So throughout this pregnancy, these connections, they have really helped me with feelings of isolation, like to not feel as isolated going through this process. And I've even met a couple of women that I actually feel like I have a true connection with in real life, which has been rewarding and exciting because I think our daughters can actually be friends once they're once they're born. And I've participated in forums, comment sections, and I've also received support from the groups. So in general, I would say that I've had a positive experience in the social media space with these groups. I've seen conversations about topics that I never even considered, and I've gotten some useful tips, not only for my pregnancy, but for what they call the fourth trimester, which is like that recovery period, the three months after the baby comes and beyond. However, (laughs) not all interactions have been beneficial. I've also noticed quite a bit of toxicity and at times pure ridiculousness that have either made me laugh, like sometimes you just got to laugh at it, or to be honest, sometimes they've made me question just the overall benefit of these groups. I think the worst is the overall judgment between moms or moms-to-be for doing things differently than you would have. Like in some cases, it's probably fair, like smoking while pregnant. But in other cases, it's just being an asshole and it's pretty uncalled for. In a society where the trials and tribulations of women during pregnancy and beyond are minimized, the last thing that we need is for other women to make us feel worse. And it's sad to me that there are women out there that would rather make you feel bad about yourself than try to help build you up. Like, ladies, can we just, can we please just stop doing this? I mean, while it's an old rule, can we follow the, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all rule? I see a lot on these forums and I'm not going to say that I don't judge or have negative thoughts. But it's what you do with them that matters. Like, is it necessary to share those thoughts with the person that's posting? Like, what is that accomplishing? Is it benefiting them or is it just making you feel superior? What are your intentions in that comment? In my opinion, 
I honestly, I really cannot stand the bullying that happens in comment sections when people hide behind their profiles. Pregnancy groups are not like this is just a social media thing. And the idea that it's okay to say discouraging things to a stranger just because it's online is sad. And honestly, it's pathetic. So let's dive into some of the topics I've seen that really just baffle me. <laughs> I have three of them today. There is more, but I have three kind of larger ones. So the first one at least five to 10 times a day. I'm not even exaggerating. I see these posts all the time. I see posts of pictures of pregnancy tests asking the group if they're pregnant. This is one of the most consistent conversations, but it's also one that I have chosen to stay silent 99% of the time. I'm not going to say 100%, but 99% of the time, I don't say a word. I just kind of like look at that. The pictures, sometimes they have one test or sometimes they have multiple tests. Some are digital tests, like the ones that say like an actual words, like yes or no, or pregnant or not pregnant, while others are like the strips, right? Where um, they have like the lines and the posters asking if you see one line or two. The posts usually have a pick and they ask for input, but they rarely have any context as to when they took them, in what order, where they are in their cycle, were they super early and like, and like five days before your missed period? Or are we talking like you took these like a week or more after your missed period? Like that's a big difference. And every time I see these posts, I have so many thoughts that pop into my head. The biggest one being, if it's not obvious to you if it's positive or not, it's either too early to tell, like you're testing too early because that's a thing, or you're not pregnant. Pregnancy tests are not that complicated, people. It isn't a Sudoku puzzle like you can't figure out. Like it doesn't take a degree to figure out a pregnancy test. The answer is pretty clear on the test itself. And actually, they're pretty accurate. But the factors that throw them off are important information that is never included in the post. And this group of strangers would never know unless you tell them. So like I saw this post today, it had four tests, two digital that said yes or no, and two strips. And I've included the picture, not the whole post, because out of privacy for these women, I'm not trying to like embarrass them. I just included the picture, but it's on the website in this episode's post for reference if you want to go look at it. One of the tests says yes, and the rest say either no, or it's very clearly has just like one line, which is a no. If it's one line, it's a no. If it's two lines, it's a yes. Like the one line is like the test line, right? So her post gave no background on this picture other than I'm confused. How come one says yes and the rest say no? <laughs> now, I understand that you may be confused with this. That is confusing. But without context of when these were taken, how the hell is anyone supposed to answer this? Like, like what? how are, is anyone supposed to help you if they don't know when these were even taken? Were these all taken in a row? Because then maybe that's just a faulty yes, right? I mean, from my experience, 
this could be a chemical pregnancy like mine back in November because I tested the first day of my missed period and I got a couple yeses because um, I tested the first one. It said yes. And I was really excited. And I tested again and it said yes. And I was, you know, like, oh, for sure I'm pregnant. But then three days later, I was getting a no and I started my period. Like I started spotting and I got my period. Were these all taken the same day? in this picture or like how early were they taken? Has there been any other side effects? Like, have you had any spotting since you started getting the nose? Also, if this is a chemical pregnancy or a miscarriage, cause a chemical pregnancy in a way is a miscarriage. If it's a miscarriage of any kind, do you really want to get that information from a group of strangers rather than the privacy of the exam room and your doctor? But this one, I could at least understand the confusion. But for some of them, it is so blatantly, obviously negative that I'm the one that's confused as to how the hell she's so confused on the result. Like, and these are more common of the two types. Like most of the posts, this is what you see. They are negative tests that someone is asking, do you see a faint line? I'm also, I've also shared an example of this on the website for reference. It is clearly the picture that I shared. And like I said, most of these types of posts, it's clearly one line. And she posts the same looking photo like eight times. <laughs> I don't know if it's the same test in different lighting. I don't know if it's different tests and they all look like no, I have no idea. And again, with zero context as the timing of these tests between each other or within her cycle, nothing. So even if you see a very faint second line, that context could change the answer dramatically. Like, are they posting because they really want to hear that they aren't pregnant or that they miscarried from a group of women or that they're just are they like just looking for people to tell them what they want to hear? Honestly, I think that's probably the case. Is it? My question is, is, is any of these options, are they even healthy? Like, is this the right forum for this question? Why is this not a conversation with your doctor versus like some Susan from Des Moines, Iowa, in which you've never met? The worst part is also how quick, like if those posts weren't bad enough, how quick women are to respond with like, congratulations, like you're definitely pregnant. Oh, and I put a filter on the photo and I shined a spotlight on it. And I think I can see a faint line. You're pregnant. Yay. I mean, <laughs> okay. That last one is a little bit of an exaggeration, but it's actually not that inaccurate to some of what you see in the comments. And that makes matters so much worse. Like, what if the poster has been trying for a really long time and they're, they're like feeling like they just want to give up and you're giving her false hope? So when she talks to her doctor and her doctor's like, no, you're not pregnant, it is so much harder to hear the truth. Like, trying to get pregnant is a roller coaster in its own. Like, we don't need to add false hope when, like, we are not experts and we don't know what, what the hell's going on with her body. Like I, like we should not be chiming in on this. And like I said, for the most part, I never comment on these. I don't want to be the one that gives her false hope and, or crush her dreams. So she really is hoping it's pregnant, but there was one time that I did. And why it was because, because you know what? All pregnant women 
uh, are sometimes hormonal and we have our days. And I was having one of those days. And that particular day I was in a bad mood and I saw a post where there was like 15 negative tests in a row and women were just straight up congratulating her for her pregnancy. And I couldn't take it anymore. And, but I nicely commented, I said something like, I'm so sorry, but I just don't see a second line, but maybe it's too early to tell. And you should reach out to your doctor to get a blood test or take another one in a couple of days. Even on my worst hormonal day, I was still at least nice about it. But it's crazy. It's literally like all the time in the feed. I, I can't. Another crazy trend is what I call crowdsourced medical advice. Um, the amount of posts that there are asking strangers in forums serious medical questions is astounding. And, and actually, I see this in my French bulldog groups as well. Because <laughs> if you have like one of those species of dogs, like not species, that's dog as a species. If you have one of those types of dogs, um, there are some dog breeds that have like a cult following, right? Like you're, we're kind of obsessive. French bulldogs is definitely one of them. If you are a French bulldog owner, there are so many forums and stuff for French bulldog owners, um, that we just like live in our love for French bulldogs. I think I've also seen this with like greyhounds, uh, that's a big one. Like there's a big greyhound kind of like following there's, there's certain breeds that have that. And this is the same thing I see on that. They'll post this like kind of horrifying medical picture and they're like, what's wrong with my dog? And everyone's like, go see a vet. Are you crazy? Like, <laughs> like something is wrong. That doesn't happen though. In these forums, they don't say go see your doctor. They just all of a sudden like become armchair doctors. And the advice in the comments is actually quite terrifying because nine out of 10 times it's totally wrong or it's unfounded. Like there's no data to back it up. And what do I mean by medical advice? So first you have, oh God, the ultrasound pictures. For some reason, I don't, I don't understand this phenomenon. Pregnant women post a very early on ultrasound picture. And then they asked the group to analyze it for concerns that they have, whether the group has, or like if they're concerned, if the, if the mom to be is concerned about something, they like ask others if they see it too. Now, if you aren't familiar with ultrasound pics, I also included an example of one of those from a post recently. It was a very early on one. And it literally, <laughs> I mean, when they are early on pregnancy ones, you can't tell what the hell you're looking at. Like you see a black circular space with some sort of blob in it. Like that's, that's pretty much it. They're not that exciting. Like that first ultrasound, you're so excited to hear really what, what you're hoping is a heartbeat. But in reality, it's, it's usually not a technical heartbeat because there's no heart arteries yet. But but like you're just you just want the doctor to say that you are pregnant and everything looks OK. Uh, but the photos themselves, there's not much to see. And usually a nurse practitioner does the ultrasound and they give you some information on like what you're looking at. They try to point stuff out You're like, oh, this is your amniotic sac and here your ovaries and stuff like that. And and they tell you like if things look normal or, you know, if they're not. 
Um, and then they send the images to your doctor to analyze it and walk you through it further and answer any questions that you might have. Hell, even later in pregnancy, sometimes you can't really tell what the hell you're looking at. Like at my 36-week appointment, we had our final ultrasound. And it actually ended up being really disappointing because we didn't get any good views of the baby. Like her position was super cramped because I'm so far along. Her head was pretty much using my placenta as a pillow. So it was nearly impossible to get a good view of her face. And the nurse kept trying to get her to move to get a better view, but she couldn't because she's apparently stubborn like her parents. Um, and at the end of the day, we got the measurements that the nurse needed to kind of give the estimation of the weight and the height of the baby, but the visuals were like a total letdown. But in no world would I think that the best place to ask questions about any of my ultrasounds was a Facebook group. Like ultrasounds are a medical practice which required trained professionals to read the results. And even then... Even then, a lot of it is just, is like directional and estimations. So how do you think any of these random women are going to know what to tell you about your ultrasound? Like just because you've had an ultrasound, like I've now had like four ultrasounds of my uterus. I am not an expert in this space and neither are you. Okay. <laughs> I don't care if you have 10 kids. You are still not an expert in reading ultrasounds. Like that's what doctors are for. It honestly boggles my mind. And there are a lot of posts about symptoms, what's normal, what's not. In my opinion, asking another woman's like experience is fair game. Like if you want to post how, oh, I just started my third trimester and my nausea and fatigue is back, you know, I'm curious, like, how have you guys been dealing with it? Like, that's fine. That makes sense. Like, that's what forums are for, right? But if your question is if a symptom is normal or if any sort of pain or blood coming from your nether region is acceptable, then girl, call your damn doctor. <laughs> okay. Like I saw one the other day that said, I'm still bleeding three weeks postpartum. Is this normal? If that happens to me, I, I hope it doesn't, but if it does, do you think Susan from Detroit is going to be my go-to expert or am I better off just calling my OB? Like at a minimum, at a minimum, Google it. Like it takes you the same amount of time to Google it as it does to post it. But I will warn you <laughs> that Googling it can really send you into a rabbit hole and will freak you out way more than just a quick email to your doctor. So just do us all a favor and just call your damn doctor. And then once the baby arrives, I have seen some crazy questions with Honestly, obvious answers. And this is coming from a first-time mother who has not even birthed her child yet. And even I can tell you that this is this has an obvious answer. And the fact that you don't know it is concerning. Um, so like, and I quote, am I asking too much for my mother to wash her hands before she holds the baby because she smokes 40 to 60 cigarettes a day? Yeah, that is, that was a real question. And like, as an ex-smoker, I quit smoking over 10 years ago now. Let's just say when, when cigarettes were $12 a pack, which from what I hear, they are so ridiculously expensive now. It's like unbelievable. I mean, $12 was, was ridiculous at the time. 
But now I hear they're like in the 30s or something, which is like, I can't even, <laughs> I can't even imagine. But 40 to 60 cigarettes a day. Like, is there a time when you're not smoking? If you're having 60 cigarettes a day, like I, the only time I did like a pack in a day was if I was day drinking or something, right? Like something that makes you want to go smoke more like drinking or eating, but like 60, <laughs> I just can't even wrap my head around that much smoking in a day every I mean, it, it's, that's, I'm, I'm just speechless. Like I can't even, but it was a real question. And they're like, what do you think the answer to that is? Like one, I don't even know how your mom's still alive. I'm sorry, but like, how is she living? Two, why would you want that anywhere near your kid? <laughs> like their lungs are still developing. Their respiratory system is still developing. Like, also, I don't want my baby smelling like a pack of Marlboros. Like, I just, like, I can't. Again, coming from an ex-smoker, like, I, I get why people smoke, but Jesus Christ. Um, or, here's another one. I wanted a, a clock for my kid's bedroom, and all the other clocks were on sale except the one that I wanted. So I took a discount sticker from the other clocks and put it on the one that I wanted to get a discount. Is that stealing um, yeah, of course it is. Like, <laughs> like yes. What, uh, also, why are you admitting that on this public forum? But you paid less than that, uh, less than it was priced for. So it's stealing. So you stole the amount you should have paid, right? And it's also crazy to me how many women were like, no, that's not stealing at all. And we're like cheering her on. Like, great role models there, ladies. <laughs> Way to go. I hope you're not teaching your kids. Like, it's not stealing as long as you pay something for it. You don't have to pay what it costs. You just have to lie, take a sticker from something else, lie to the cashier, pay less knowing that it costs more. Um, but that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> like, like, how is that lesson for your great job? Um, or how about this is one that I saw um, yesterday. What vitamins do you give your newborn? And this one really confused me because, first of all, no matter how you feed your newborn, like it's up to you, no judgment. You want to breastfeed, you want formula, you want to make sure both, like doesn't matter, right? Um, I was formula fed. My brother was breastfed. Like we both turned out fine. So it was my understanding that they would get the nutrition they need from these sources, right? Like supposedly breast milk has like, you know, everything that they need naturally, blah, blah, blah. And that's why they try to get you to do it for like years. So why do you need vitamins? So this is one that I did actually, I didn't comment. I actually asked a question because I was genuinely confused as to why this even was a question. Like I was like, I just took the breastfeeding class and they didn't mention anything about vitamins. Like, should I be should I be stocking up? Because that's like where I'm at right now. Like it's pretty much, I see something and then I'm like, do I need to stock up on this? Cause I don't have that in the house. So I, I asked the question and her answer was that her pediatrician said, which good for you. Okay. So that's a good start is that you talk to your pediatrician about this. So her pediatrician said that her newborn was deficient in a vitamin um, because of some like genetic circumstance and recommended taking supplements. Like, okay, that's fair. 
That's fair. No problem with that. But then here's my question. Why are you posting this as a question to the group? Like if my pediatrician gave that recommendation, wouldn't your next question to the doctor be, and which ones do you recommend? Like if you trust your pediatrician to follow their direction and give your baby a vitamin, why wouldn't you trust their reco over someone that has never met you or your child? Like, am I, am I thinking about this wrong? Like, I just don't understand the thought process. Uh, okay. The last one. And also one that unfortunately, uh, is posted a lot is around relationship issues. And I'm not talking about the typical normal day struggles that couples go through when they have a new baby, right? Like we all know you can prep all you want. Um, we obviously have not had our baby yet, but I am sure that there will be a time when we are both super tired and we're getting aggravated with each other, not because it's even really about each other. It's just because we're tired, right? Or stressed or whatever. Like it's going to happen. You're going to have your arguments, whatever. That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about if you look at the sheer number of just like crazy, troubling stories, like you'd pretty much just assume your relationship is just effed up if you have kids. Like if you have kids, your relationship is doomed. But as I read through them, I honestly start to not only feel bad for the person that's posting, but more so empathetic for the child for being brought into this toxic and sometimes just like pure abusive household. Like there are all sorts of posts that could be their own horror movies if expanded upon. Like I am seeing, like if you are a lifetime producer and you are trying to think of like your next lifetime movie, like just read through these posts because you'll find, you will find plenty of material to create your next like thriller movie. Okay. And there's stories about partners like pressuring their pregnant counterparts to have sex when they don't feel well or threatening to cheat on them if they don't have sex with them. Like what? Or there's fathers that are just never around at all. Like literally never around actively avoiding the household to avoid responsibility. There's also like abusive comments about women's bodies, like either they are gaining too much weight during the pregnancy or they're not losing it fast enough or just pure body shaming in general. Like I, I could go on. It's really sad to see, honestly. And what's worse is the poster always posts this like horrific story and then asks like, am I overreacting or like, what should I do? And there's this part of me that just wants to comment and be like, girl, run, run. Like it, it this is a terrifying scenario. This is not healthy for you, not healthy for your child to be in. And at the end of the day, like, get the hell out, okay? And what some of these women are going through, I mean, it is truly awful. But the sad reality that I understand is that leaving is not always an option either. Like, that's so much easier said than done. I think we all kind of think that sometimes, like, like girl, you need to move on. But unfortunately, that's just not always... That's not always e easily done. And 
There are more ridiculous posts on this topic that are less heart heart wrenching, though. Um, you know, those are like the extreme cases, but there's unfortunately more than I was expecting. Um, but there are some that are like less bad. So we're going to focus there because I'm not trying to bring everyone's mood down today. But there are more posts than I ever thought around asking women on the app to join in on a threesome or like swing, like with them and their partner. And listen, to each his own, to each their own. Like whatever you want to do in your bedroom is your business. However, if you are in the market for a third sexual partner, is Peanut the app you would use? <laughs> like I'm not an expert in this space, but Peanut, which is the app that has the tagline, find friends and support. <laughs> like I know this app is about making connections, but I don't think that's what they had in mind. Isn't that what like, I don't know, Tinder's for, or I'm sure there, I'm sure there's like some specific app for like free sums. I don't even, I don't even know, but there is some freaky women on this app looking for a good time. Like who knew, who knew that like there was such a, such a uh, market for that. Maybe there should be, listen, if there's not an app, I'm giving you, um, a business idea <laughs> that like, I don't know. There might be a market for it, considering how many posts I see about it. And some of the posts with relationship woes actually make me feel bad for the man. Like in a lot of cases, you're like, oh, my God, this woman is going through this horrific thing. But like in some cases, you're like, I'm actually on his side on this one. Like one specifically stands out to me. So this woman had posted about how she had found a picture She's like, I found a picture of a woman on Instagram that, and I quote, had my dream body. Red flag number one, guys. Red flag. I'm waving my hand like I have a flag in it. Like, red flag. <laughs> like, you found another human being's photo, and that is your quote-unquote dream body. You know who my dream body is? Like, Beyonce. But, like, <laughs> it's that, like, I don't ever think I'm going to look like Beyonce for a multitude of reasons. But so she takes this photo and sends it to her husband to ask what he thinks of the woman. Red flag number two. <laughs> like, like, whoa, now I'm holding both hands up. Like you got two red flags on the situation and we're two sentences in. So then his response, which I have to say, isn't that bad considering the trap, the just trap that was set for him. Okay. <laughs> like, let's be honest. He said, you would leave me if you looked like that, which it feels like, you know, considering the situation, he's just trying to be like lighthearted about it. And he didn't know what else to say. Of course, that is not how she took it. <laughs> and honestly, although I have no idea what she wanted him to say, she got upset and was asking the group if she was overacting by being upset with him. So this one, I had to respond. I mean, first of all, what was the goal of sending that photo to him? Like, what the hell was he supposed to do in that situation? He can't say the woman's ugly because you wouldn't believe him, right? Like, if he was like, oh, please, like, she's not hot, you would know he was lying, okay? So that wouldn't work. He can't. 
and say like, oh, oh, babe, like you look so much better than her. You, you also wouldn't believe him. You wouldn't believe him because if that's what you think you want to look like in your mind, you're already not, you don't look better than her. So you're not going to believe him saying that you do. So what did she want him to say exactly? Like what would have made her happy in that moment? It's like asking a man, do I look fat? There's no good answer for that. If he says, no, you don't believe him. And if he says, yes, then you're mad. He just called you fat. Like this guy never had a chance with this question. He just really, he really did it. And more importantly, it is never, never a good idea to use other people's photos as your physical goals. Never, like never once is that going to work out in your favor, especially on social media? Because we all know the power of that camera position, the lighting, the filters, the editing, and like all that jazz that's used to project like what we want to project and not reality. Like we've all been there where you ask someone to take a photo and you're like, could you angle that up higher? So the person's like pretty much on like a step ladder to get the right angle so that you look the way that you want to look like we've all seen it. Okay. We've all done it. We've all seen it. Social media is not the place for you to create your goals of how you want to look, but also that person's body you're basing your success on might not even be physically achievable for you. So you're just setting up for failure and disappointment. Like as a nineties kid, when I was hitting puberty, when like the thigh gap was in, remember that? Like the thigh gap was cool. Like the fact, looking back now, like the fact that something like a thigh gap and the measuring the space between your thighs was something that we were trying to achieve actually makes me sick because... I would look at these like stick thin models and I wish I could look like them. And the reality is my body type is not going to let me have a thigh gap. Okay. It's not achievable, at least not in a healthy manner. I, I'm sure I could achieve it, but it wouldn't be in a way that was sustainable uh, unless it went into a coffin. So especially women in postpartum, like our bodies are going to change. And looking to others to compare our post-baby bodies is a very dangerous game. And no good is going to come out of it. So please do yourself a favor. Just don't. And whether you're postpartum or you're just a female in general, or if you're a male, it's just never a good idea. And also, you know what? After diving into these relationship woes posts... If nothing else, <laughs> it makes you feel really good about your own relationship. It's kind of like watching reality TV where you watch these couples and then you're like, you know what? I got it pretty good. <laughs> like, not that I really need a reminder. I, I see it every day. I actually have a lot of gratitude for how healthy my relationship is and for how great, I, like, I really... I'm not going to say I lucked out because I actually don't believe that it's luck. Like I, I actually feel like Christian and I did the really good work of making good choices to be together. And um, so, but I, I do feel very blessed Ugh, that I, I kind of hate using that word too. It makes me think of like those stupid home signs. Um, 
But anyway, I read through these things and I'm like, in no way would Christian do any of this. Like, I cannot imagine Christian pressuring me to have sex when I'm not feeling well in any situation, in any situation, pregnant or not. Like, why, why, first of all, why would anyone, why would anyone want to have sex with anybody that isn't feeling well? Like, how is that even enjoyable for, for anyone? I mean, it's obviously not going to be enjoyable for the person not feeling well, but like, why is that even enjoyable for you? Like, I feel like the answer to that question is probably something scarier than maybe you're willing to admit, but it's like, why would you want to? Or like, I can't imagine him ever body shaming me or making comments about like, we were just watching married at first sight the, the other day, which again, talk about a show that makes you feel good about your relationship. Um, but we were watching Married at First Sight the other day and like one of the comments from the husband and how he prefers that his, um, wife, he prefers when she is all natural and like has no makeup on, doesn't do her hair, whatever. And like, that's when he finds her the most beautiful, which sounds sweet. And it is sweet in a way, like, great. I mean, I hope so, because listen, at the end of the day, when you're married or even when you're in a long-term relationship, you're not always going to have makeup on. Like, you're go you're going to look like you're not – like, they're going to see what you look like without any hair done, makeup, whatever. So, like, I hope they do find you the most attractive at that time. Like, that's a good thing. But then he was, like, trying to ask, like, how do I broach this subject with her so that she'll wear less makeup into her hair differently. And I, then I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to stop you right there. You do not say that to her ever. <laughs> like you, like you shut your mouth. This is not something that is your place to say. Like, like there's no good that will come out of this. Like you need to shut it. Like you can very much say when she has no makeup on, like, oh, you look so beautiful right now. Totally. But you should never, ever, in any circumstance, tell a woman when your thoughts on how she should look um, and what she should change so that you find her more attractive. Like, there is in no scenario that that conversation will go well. <laughs> Like where she'll be like, thank you so much for your feedback. Like I'm going to start doing that tomorrow. That's not going to happen. Um, and I was like, oh my God, I cannot imagine Christian like <laughs> ever saying that to me. Also, I mean, guys, like we're not doing this for you. Like she's putting on makeup and hair probably because she's on TV. Okay. Like I'm not wearing hair and makeup right now. I mean, I'm wearing, wearing my hair. I'm not sitting around bald right now. <laughs> But I didn't do my hair and I'm not wearing makeup recording this episode. But if I was recording it on video, I would. Sorry. Like it's just it's just different. Right. And it's because we want we do it because we want to feel our best and look our best. For ourselves or probably for other women to compliment us, but it's definitely not for guys. Anyway, that was a little bit of rant. It makes me really appreciate the partner that I chose to spend my life with, but also to be the father of our baby girl. So on a good note, 
if you just ever have a day where your partner is like driving you crazy, because no matter how good they are, we all have them. Okay. Let's just be honest. Read these posts and you'll realize how great you are. Or maybe, maybe watch married, married at first sight or any other real, really any reality relationship show. And you will be so much more appreciative of your partner after that. No matter the conversation on social media, one thing is for sure. As women, and I'm, I'm going to get real, y'all, like we need to stop participating in the comparison game, like the pregnancy comparisons, childbirth decision comparisons, child raising comparisons, and all the judgment that comes with it. These groups are as helpful as you want them to be, but they can be as harmful as you'll let them be. And it is so important to take all of it with a grain of salt. Like ignore the haters, embrace the supporters, and choose what to engage in based on your own needs. Being pregnant, birthing a child, and recovering from it all while you're trying to figure out the new woman you are is very difficult. And it's a very personal journey. And we have enough pressures from our families, work, society, you name it. We need to support and lift each other up, not tear each other down. We need to make it easier for one another, not harder. It may be damn near impossible to never judge. I mean, I judged half this episode, right? Like sometimes you just have ne negative thoughts. But you know what's a lot easier is choosing not to say anything to that person. If someone believes something different or raises their kids differently, it has no reflection on you or your parenting. Keep your opinion to yourself and consider how the person on the receiving end will feel. Like I said a lot today about how ridiculous some of these posts are, how I don't understand it, how like I think they're a waste of time. But you know what I, I didn't do was I didn't bash this person on social media. I didn't share any of their names. I didn't make it something where anyone else can like join in or point to the source, right? Like that's taking it to a very different level. Like you can have your opinions and you can joke about it if you want, like who cares? But you don't make that person feel bad <laughs> at the time. You don't have to agree, but you also do not have to share or comment. Just remember the golden rule. Treat others as you'd like to be treated. Thank you so much for joining me today. I don't know how many more episodes I have before my baby decides to join us, but I will keep you posted via my social channels. So follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter to get the latest updates. Please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to make sure you are always up to date on the latest episodes. Until next time.